0: It's about to go down with Mark and Kathy, a live coaching show about dropping ideas. Mark and Kathy coach and have conversations with brilliant idea creators who are
1: reimagining the world through the expression of their words, thoughts, and action. Hey, what's up, everybody? And welcome to a special edition of it's about to go down. I am Mark Williams.
2: And I'm Kathy Armias. And we have some of our season five guests. And we do this little show and we call it the wrap up. And it's not like the wrap. It's like the wrap. So here we are. And we're going to wrap with some of our past guests, talk about their ideas and see kind of where they are today. Oh, and by the way, this is the first time that they've been on a call together. So it's pretty exciting. It's awesome. Um, all of our season five guests are phenomenal in different ways. So we're gonna take this entire episode and we're gonna go, even for the people that aren't here, we are gonna go through them one by one, starting with the first guests of the season. And we're gonna explain what their idea was and we're gonna chat. And our first guest, Rick Ornelas, he um, was our kickoff for season five. And Rick runs an organization called iSpark Spark Change, and Rick, please tell us a little bit about the idea that you shared on our on our show and what you've been doing since.
3: Well, first off, thank you, Mark and Kathy, for having me on the wrap up show. The wrap up show, not the wrap show, but the wrap up show, so we can wrap about everything. But uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. But. As far as what we talked about, we talked about iSpark Change and the and really the future of iSpark Change and, and growing it. And what iSpark Change is all about is our, our purpose is to empower individuals to uh, elevate their social impact and spread positive change. And we do that through social media, we do that through our coaching, we do that through speaking. And really the big, I mean, the the big thing that we that came out of the show was you two. Um, coming up with, um, with a a new term, some, uh, you know, some new nomenclature that we could use for the, for, you know, ourselves moving forward. And I had been talking about sparking change, spreading positive change, and the importance of, you know, each of us doing that in our daily lives and doing that through our businesses and our work and everything. And we can all do that. And I was, discussing the ripple effect that those actions have and i remember both of you saying well you know that sounds cool and all but you know i mean ripple effect is not anything new like people know about that about ripple effect Mm -hmm. and so um you two uh helped coin the term spark moment which is a an individual moment in time where you're Acts like an individual's actions impact someone else, and that spark moment can have a greater impact that they don't even realize, can have that ripple effect that goes on and changes their life. I mean, maybe in some situations, in many situations, actually, as I've heard many stories. And so since then, I have used that term many, many times on social media. I've used it on every podcast episode. So on each podcast episode of my podcast, the Iceberg Change Podcast, I at the end, I ask the guest to share an example of a spark moment of a time mm-hmm. where they were impacted or they impacted someone else, and mm-hmm. what that looked like. And so it's become a regular part of the show. Um, it used to just be you know share an example of that ripple effect, but now it's been it's become a spark moment. So that's exactly what. Um, that's exactly what uh, we talk about. And it's, it's all thanks to you two for creating that.
1: It was thanks to you for inspiring. It. And I gotta tell you, um, I, I witnessed a spark moment in my presence on the New York City subway. Kathy, you know, I spoke about this this week. So yep. Rick, you gotta know, I'm on the New York City subway. Everybody is standing on this side. This side is completely empty. Because there's two guys laying down fast asleep on the benches. One on this bench, one on that bench. All of a sudden, this guy comes onto the subway. He's wearing this hat that has 1776 on it. And he starts taking out his phone and he's video, he's recording these two guys. And I'm thinking, yo, you're crazy. You should not be recording these people. But he's recording and then he sits down and then he looks at the one next, next to him. And he taps him on the foot and says, hey, guy, you can't you can't sleep on the train like this. And then he goes over to the other guy and he taps him on the foot. And he's like, hey, man, you can't sit on a train like this. And I'm thinking something is about to go down. Yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> but, but the second guy who woke up took out his fist and fist pumped the guy wearing the 1776 hat. And he sits up like he's thankful that the guy asked him to get up. And then the next stop comes. And as people are getting on, they can now all sit down instead of standing on this side of the train. He took this act of kindness. He took this spark moment and he opened up the train again for all of these people. And Rick, I don't know if he saw the episode. I don't know if he's heard of you. I don't know if he's watched your podcast, but he most certainly had a spark moment. And I thought of you, my friend, and man, a ripple effect. Yes. That's an old term spark moment. That's your term. Really cool. cool.
3: Thank you very much for sharing that, Mark. That's such a cool story. And I remember right after we came up with that, we were texting back and forth, you know, in the group text with all of us. And you gave another example of something that happened. I remember it happened at school or something, but so it it's it's amazing if you open your awareness to it, then you start to see these things. And and you can see it in the negative too, right? Because like, you can see someone that, you know, does something negative that has an effect on others, or mm. you know, it, you can get cut off in, in traffic and you can choose to, you know, wave at someone with one finger, or you can choose to, you know, have some grace and let them in because maybe they're in a hurry for some reason. And and just by choosing, you know, you never know it, that could be a spark moment for them, right? It could make a difference in their day and their life and their so. Thanks for sharing that. Really, really cool. And so, and thank you for, you know, coining the term spark moment. Cause we've been, like I said, we've used, uh, used the crap out of it all over our, all over the podcast and social media. So Can I did I give you credit a- though. I, had, I did give you credit at the beginning. So I, I told you as, as a friend of mine told me once, one of my mentors, he said, here's the rules on something being your own. I think I told you guys this, no, the I know the time, I know the rule. The first time you give credit, you're like,
2: oh yeah, my friends Kathy
3: and Mark, they came up with the spark moment. The second time, oh yeah, I heard this somewhere. And the third time, it's yours. It's now yours. It's, now yeah. it's mine. Like spark moment was my idea. No, I, of course I give you credit, but if anyone asks, but yeah, not every time. But
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the rule, Mark, right? And unless somebody really famous said it, then then people will definitely be checking you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, I just, you know, Rick, I one of the things I appreciate well, first of all, I appreciate what you're doing in this world, and I follow you immensely. Like I see your stuff come up on my iG feed all the time. And I appreciate that you um have this inertia of trying to like really make a positive difference in this world. And I see a lot of people following you. and now I've been watching pieces of your podcast and I, and I love what you're doing. And so this just, to me, it was such a happy, harmonious, moment where we could give you something that really was truly a gift because many times when we have these conversations um it's just the beginning i mean when we coach people one one hour session is one of many so it's so nice sometimes when what comes out of these is something beautiful like that so i love it
1: yeah very cool thank you very much yeah and rick just as a bonus thank you also for inviting us on your podcast because then Kathy and I got to talk about how this all started. So thank you for that return. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely cool. Well, I tell you, the, the person who led off episode two of season five can't be with us right now, but she's inspiring me to ask Cozy and Rick and Nyasha and Aaron this question. What song do you remember? that got everybody up on the dance floor right whether you're at a party a wedding what 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 was the song that just got everybody up on the dance floor who's gonna go first the double Dutch bus oh, oh
2: the oh. double Dutch bus yeah
4: <laughs> I got a zillion of them that one on my
2: first I love it
4: uh, Aaron, do you know the double uh,
0: bus uh I feel like I have
3: heard of it but yeah.
2: top I and feel like Aaron's Rick? too
3: young to know the double Dutch right. bus. Right.
2: Oh, don't I, I, discount don't Aaron though. That you would know, but there you go. Don't
4: discount yeah. Aaron. Give me try another one. Um, now that we found love by Heavy D.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> heavy
4: D.
1: Yes. Oh, Aaron. Yeah, uh, new
0: Jack sound. Uh, all
4: right. never
2: mind. He knows the new like, Jack sound. <laughs> I have to put a. I'm sorry. I have to put in a plug for Aaron though. Aaron. <laughs> Aaron is like a '90s. R and B mostly, right, and hip hop too. He, even yeah. though like he he knows his he knows his old school stuff, so don't don't discount him. Uh, obviously, although Double Dutch Bus is way before that. But. Well, <laughs> got generation gaps going on here. You ask. No, it's, it's awesome. A, it's All right, a, Co- that's cozy. Rick, what about you?
3: I'd say uh, what is it? Crisscross. I, I think it's jump.
1: Is it uh-huh. jump? Oh yeah, Criss-cross?
2: yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> that one every time. Every time the Mac oh. Daddy will make you jump, jump. I love yeah. it. <laughs> what about you, Niasha? I uh, it would have to be the next
5: episode with uh, Dr. Dre.
2: Yeah,
1: oh, he went total west coast on us. That's great. <laughs> Sorry about that,
2: Mark. Sorry about that. That's all right.
1: It's all right. We got heavy D love. We got heavy D love earlier. That's true. All right, Aaron, what you got? What you got, Aaron?
0: And it's like hard to say just one song because I feel like there's a lot that really get people going. But my favorite, I wouldn't say my favorite, but like one that I feel like has always been a hit is Montel Jordan, This Is How We Do It.
2: Oh. oh
0: yeah, like no matter sure. what era, like everyone really
1: just vibes with it. Talk about cross-generational. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, this is why I asked everybody this question because on, C- on on episode two, we had Alexis uh, of Braley James and she does a lot of work in the world of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And she's always searching for a way to have these discussions about diversity, equity, and inclusion in a way that's not heavy and in a way that doesn't make people feel like they're being attacked or they're being offended or they're being upset. And so she talked about the rhythm of anti-racism. And we've talked so much about how she could incorporate music into her DEI trainings, because there are certain songs, whether it be, you know, the double-touch box, whether it be This Is How We Do It, The Next Episode, Jump, Jump. There are just certain songs that no matter what you look like, no matter what your identity is, it just kind of gets everybody up on the dance floor. So I told Alexis, I can't wait to go to my next DEI training. Because I hope she walks in with the music pumping because she is going to bring all of us together. And that's what I loved about that episode. I'm so sorry she can't be here with us to talk more about it, but she is here in presence, and she will be here as we continue to listen to some music. So thank you all for playing along with that game.
2: Mark, thanks yeah. for thanks for thanks for being the game initiator this time. I love it. <laughs> um, okay. Our third, our third guest was Corey Piggies. Oh, I remember when I met Corey. So I, I immediately, I remember we had the intro call with Corey Piggies and, and, you know, Mark introduced me via, you know, his, his connection with Corey and he had written a book called once a cop and I'm having this conversation with him. So Corey Piggies was a drug dealer in, he was in Queens, right? I was in Queens. And, and then he became a cop. And then he became like a, it was like, he made it to sergeant or something, right? Wasn't it? made it all the way up to sergeant? Um, And then he retired from the New York police department. And now he just speaks all over the world. And, and he talks about law enforcement and kind of, he's like the perfect person to kind of bring in that mesh of like community to police enforcement. He's super great guy. There's also, he also has a documentary about him and his life on uh, Apple TV called uh, Cops and Robbers. It's really good. So this was the thing that we talked about. And so y'all are going to get questions for the people that aren't here. You're going to get questions on everybody's episode. So I have a question for you all. So his idea was so awesome. He said that he doesn't, the world doesn't need a bunch of role models. We, we need a bunch of real models, real models versus role models. Because a role model, he he kind of said in the episode, sometimes it's like you try to be this thing where we're, you know, and you're trying to live up to this role model thing that the world expects you to be. But what does it look like to be real for someone? So just really quick. I just want to hear what you all think of that idea, just your response to that idea. Who wants to go first? Oh, we're gonna do, we're playing the silence game. All right, I'm gonna call on somebody. (laughs) Maybe
5: if you clarify the the question, I I don't think I understood it uh, clearly.
2: Yeah, I I just, this is one of the things I thought would be cool is to ask you all, even though you probably haven't seen Corey's episode, just from hearing his idea, what do you think about it? Like, what does it mean to you? And I just gave just a little description, like his idea was to that that we needed more real models in the world versus role models.
1: A role model for me would be Michael Jordan. I don't know him personally. He is famous beyond famous. Um, a real model might be my uncle Tommy. Mm-hmm. I know him personally, he's in my life. So who are those real models? Not Not the people you can't touch feel, And I was gonna say taste. I don't know where I was going
2: with that one. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> hush, hush your mouth, Cozy. Hush your mouth. Uh,
2: <laughs> don't do it, Cozy. <laughs> yeah.
1: But but who are those people who are closest to you? People you see on a regular, everyday basis? Who are the real models in your life, as opposed to those role models in your life?
2: Yeah, I love that, Mark. That was a good. That's a really good way to describe it.
4: Anybody else want to go? Off the top of my head, I would say a school teacher. Uh, And it can be from kindergarten, college. It can be a first year teacher or a professor. Uh, Those are real real models. Our parents can be real models, right? We can have friends who can be real models. Love it. Walk to talk inspire engage influence encourage and you're watching them they are they are right there in the front of you you get to see them be this person as opposed to hear from about it on tmz Mm, mm -hmm.
2: yeah
3: i like what cozy's saying and, and i think you know i'd add to that that those individuals you see them for all parts of who they are so All the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, the authentic, the vulnerable, you see all facets of their character and not just one side, because some of those role models, we just see one component of them, right? What's shown in the media. And even with a lot of people, even if they're, you know, a friend or someone, acquaintance or someone we know through work or, or what on social media, we may only see certain aspects, but those real models would be ones that you see all, all sides of them. And you know that's where you can really learn and help understand them and connect.
2: Mm, love that.
1: Amriniasha.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a big like question to answer. So I was just thinking in my head, just like how to best answer that. But I'm like, I think it's a lot of what everyone said already. But just the, but also just the thought of like mentors and how there's a mentor for every type of aspect of life you know there's always like the mentor for job mentor for like like I guess like education it could be a mentor for job it could be a mentor for just like how to be more financially responsible like I think there's different types of mentors but I've like I've always felt like mentors have helped shape me into who I am and I always think the best mentor is kind of trying to think how to how to word this but I think like the best mentors don't um don't necessarily tell you what to think but how to think and to kind of help you kind of visualize what you're really wanting to say and then how to achieve that.
1: Point
2: love that sounds right?
1: like sounds like the security guard at, at at Corey's school. That's you'll have to watch the episode to understand yeah, what yeah, that's, that's true all about.
2: mark. Yeah all right
1: right right yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah, I think my take is similar to Aaron and part of it comes from nature itself. So if we look at mm-hmm. animals, for example, when let's say a cow or calf is uh, born, it will imitate what its parent uh, does and, mm-hmm. you know, or a lion, it will imitate uh, things that are in its pack. And you probably have seen videos where you know, one of those animals is taken out of its environment and tries to go and grow in a different environment. Like I've seen, uh, for example, like a uh, a little uh, cub, right, that is taken out of being a lion and it goes and lives with other things and it behaves exactly like uh, those other things and it forgets to be a lion because of its surroundings. So I do think that Yes, you do need uh, real models, but somebody has already said you know, previously uh, that you're the average of the people that you hang out with. So I think that that is your real models, good or bad. The people that you're surrounded with equals what you're going to end up uh, becoming. So if you want to aspire to become a better person, then the network that you're are hanging out with also has to change in order for the desired outcome that you're looking for
1: to manifest itself well then kathy we must be in some pretty good damn company
2: huh oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> i mean even taking the sum of this group right here Ooh.
1: <laughs> fire absolute fire absolute fire all right kathy i got a question to introduce the the, the person who was on our fourth episode Kathy, and I'm going to ask everybody this question. What was something you threw in the trash today, Kathy?
2: Oh my gosh. See, that's a, I knew, I knew you were going to throw some question at me. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I, I didn't know that you were going to throw this question at me when I was throwing this away, but I did have a moment when I, I had, I was eating some steel cut oats and it, it, it came in like a, it's kind of like a brown craft kind of paper. But on the inside, they make it so that you can pour water on in it. So you can like actually measure it's kind of, it's kind of neat what they did. It's like, you can measure this much water and then whatever. But then I had a moment where I'm like, can I actually recycle this? Cause this feels very plasticky. And then I ended mm-hmm. up throwing it away. Cause I was like, I don't know. am not sure. I'm confused. So all right,
1: I, I, I don't know if that's a for shame or not. Brittany probably <laughs> would say, I know Brittany would say for shame for me. Cause I was eating those veggie straws. By the way, I think they were stale, but that's a whole nother story. Um, and then I just threw the plastic wrap in the garbage can and then I thought, oh no, Britney's gonna kill me. Um, so, Nasha, w- what was something you threw in the trash today?
5: I mean, I would say wrappers uh, from uh, food I ate at the airport today. Okay, okay,
1: yeah. all right, all right. And Aaron, what'd you throw out in the trash today?
5: Um, A
0: lot of things, but I don't know if it's just like me living in New York City and just like the mail people just keep, it's become a habit where like they put like other people's mail in my mailbox. So I like every single week have to just dump like other people's mail in my trash. So
1: I did that earlier. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Other people's mail is my trash. Um, <laughs> that's that's a whole nother episode. Rick, <laughs> what, what was something you threw okay. in the trash today?
3: <laughs> uh, some Amazon packaging, some packaging from some packages that that came. Oh, yeah, and unfortunately, yeah. in my in my area, there's
1: not recycle, so it has to go in the trash. But Ooh. yeah, all right, now you you better make sure Brittany doesn't jump on this call. All right, cozy, what would you throw on the trash this, today?
4: I threw away the large uh, Quaker oats box, mm. uh, so I keep a smaller mm. one because one doesn't fit into one closet. And the larger one, and I keep putting it in the smaller. So I emptied it today, and, and it's so large right now, it's taking up my entire carpet. <laughs> so I immediately thought that was a funny
2: question. The, the large Quaker oat box, <laughs> taking up the entire uh, trash. Ah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Brittany Zimmerman, who is on episode four, would probably tell you what else you could do with that trash. Uh, Brittany, first of all, I, I felt jealous talking to Brittany because she was in Hawaii at the time when she was on the episode. I'm like, how dare you call in from Hawaii? Um, well, I think on our intro call, I was standing outside of a subway um, <laughs> while Kathy was taking all of the notes. But Brittany is just is brilliant in terms of the work that she does for the environment. I mean, she does so many things and working with NASA is one of the things that she's working on. So her resume is like quite incredible and quite impressive. And what I really enjoyed about her idea was thinking about recycling and what she calls decarbonization is such a big Mm. pocket idea. And from our conversation, she was able to really bring it down to the moment. And she asked us this question, what is the right now effect of decarbonization? Mm right think about right now what happens or what you know will eventually happen from that very large canister of oats that we threw in the trash today and by the way i might have the same canister of oats i got the one minute grill um on my oats i know i know shame on me shame on me um but it's in my trash too just like yours um and Brittany, Brittany has definitely raised our level of consciousness so Definitely appreciated Brittany being on the call with us this season. Um, she definitely helped us to open our minds and think about how to do things differently.
2: Hmm. Thanks, Mark. And so, number five, our fifth guest um, on number five, season five, would be Cozy Stone. If you like, if you like those good numbers, Cozy is humorational speaker, which we love. That Mark and I heard that and we were like, humorational. Oh, we got it. We cannot wait. Um, cozy was talking about happiness, but cozy you're here. So I'll let you explain what you talked about and what you've been doing since.
4: It's pretty much something I talk about every day and have been talking about probably my entire life. I'm a person who aspired to be happy. Um, only surround myself with people who (laughs) aspire to be happy, but more importantly, I've got a deep seated love for children. So I took my comedy background and took it into the Clark County School Districts and talk about life's lessons in a humorous way, humorational. Um, it's so satisfying. I, I cannot tell you the satisfaction that I, that I get standing in the front of the classroom, watching them relate, getting them to participate, the questions, the fact that uh, I explained to them at the beginning of the session, everyone is going to speak, uh, we're going to be quiet and respectful and listen to everyone, and it's a well-run machine. Mm. And then outside of the classroom, um, I'm a silly, I'm a very silly person, as you both know. Yes, you are. <laughs> um, I i love being an adult, but too much adult is too much for me. Um, so. <laughs> Silly, silly keeps me healthy. Silly keeps me youthful. Silly brings a lot of joy to others. And that's, that is my purpose on life to bring joy and laughter to others. And I'm pretty good at it.
1: You are, you definitely are.
2: (laughs) So funny side note, I met Cozy on a pickleball court in Las Vegas. And my sister and I were there, we were just visiting for a couple of days and we both kind of gotten into pickleball. So I, one thing that I really loved is like the minute I met cozy on the the court, I felt all those things that she said, you know, Mark, we, we met her and my sister was like, you got to have her on your show. And I was like, I already know, like, I was like, (laughs) I already got that from from playing with her, you know, playing pickleball with her for a couple minutes. And so I super grateful cozy that I did, you know, our past did cross cross. And I love the, I love your take. You no, know, I remember something that you said on the show that really resonated with me is you were like, I ain't got time for unhappiness or like, I just remember that feeling of, of, I don't remember exactly how you said it, but you're like, I don't, I don't have time for that. If something negative comes on, I'm not going to partake in it. Mm-hmm. If somebody negatives around me, I'm not going to I'm just not going to be in that space. I just won't do it. And that was something that really stuck and resonated with me.
1: And yeah. I tell you what else resonates with me. Every day we get a text from Cozy.
2: Yes, we do. Uh, I, I, and, oh. and, and, and I
1: love them. They're filled with wisdom and humor. One of my one one of the last ones was, I'm not a hot mess. <laughs> I'm a spicy disaster.
2: Disaster, I love that, I know. I was looking it up to see. I was just picking up my phone. I was like, oh, I just, I loved one of the us. Awesome was guys.
4: yesterday. That
2: was yesterday's, yep.
1: Yes. And there, there were probably a few others that you shared that I, I, I won't share, but they just had us rolling. <laughs>
4: see, see how easy it is?
1: You are fabulous. You yeah, are yeah. absolutely fabulous. And before
4: we move on, uh, Mark has already been on my podcast. I don't know if any of you gentlemen, probably not Aaron. Aaron, are you a dad? Aaron, are you a dad?
0: I am not a dad. Thank not you. Not yet. I
4: was hoping like hell you said no. So <laughs> I, have a, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I have a podcast uh, where I promote um, Responsible adults—I—that's I, the phrase that I use—and it doesn't matter if these parents had their children at 16 or 17. And I'm finding out a lot of my uh, guests have. But today, their children are out of the house; they're taking care of their own children. If you know of someone like these, please give them my cozy up and pay attention at Gmail. I would love to have them on right now. The show is booked till the end of uh, January. I had no idea the satisfaction that I was gonna get and the show is growing Uh, more than everything I've had on on YouTube and online. This is what is going out and resonating with others. I'm simply trying to help people have a clue about how and how important it is to raise a child. Mm. That is not a joke. Um, I, it's not so I want people to hear what these parents have done and are doing to keep their kids on the uh uh, out of jail (laughs) out of of jail and maybe and maybe not keep repeating 16 year olds 16 year olds 16 year olds 16 year olds having kids Mm. here's here's miss Brittany yeah
1: There's Miss
4: Brittany!
2: Hello! Sorry, I'm late, guys! (laughs) No, it's all good. Brittany, how are you?
6: Oh, I'm doing amazing. Thank you. It's so nice to see your guys' faces.
1: It's awesome to see you. It's awesome to see you. Brittany, I gotta let you know, we were just talking about your episode a few moments ago, and Mm -hmm. before we talked about it, uh, we asked everybody in the group, What was a piece of trash that they threw out today?
6: (laughs) 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 Trash talking, Count. Yes, it was trash
1: talking. It was trash talking. Um, Brittany, we were able to tell everybody about what you spoke about. So I guess it'd be great if you could tell us for a few moments. Since we had our conversation, what have you done with your idea?
6: Ooh, so some cool stuff I got to share with you guys. So um, I took the idea of trying to explain sort of the life cycle analysis, right, which is what we were talking about of like, where did it come from? What happens during its use? And where does it go afterwards? And uh, I actually established a bit of a workshop. So we just went through our full first workshop on it which was really cool. We did record it. So I'll share it with you guys. Certainly. Yes. And uh, this one was really geared towards sixth to 12th graders. And we went through a plain white cotton tee, and just where, you know, how do you guys think this ends up in your hands, right? What are the, what are the impacts of this simple white t-shirt? And so it was pretty cool because it was very interactive. We were able to go backwards, like, okay, well, it comes from cotton. Well, where, where does the cotton come from? Well, it's grown in a field. Well, where is that field located, right? What do you need in order to grow the cotton? So we start talking about fertilizers and we start talking, you know, about water. And it's like, okay, how do we get the water and the fertilizers there? You know? And they're like, oh, well, I guess we need pumps and we need trucks and we need all of these things. Mm. Okay. What is all of that made out of? And we got to kind of go backwards, you know? as far as we could to investigate what the implications you know on us socially and environmentally are of purchasing a single or utilizing a single white cotton t-shirt is and then also right what happens we have to wash it where does the soaps come from how does the machines that we utilize get built you know what happens when we're done with it type stuff and it was really effective it was really cool I actually uh I uh got uh some communications from the community who asked if I put a full adult workshop together on it also. So I'm going to do that. Too.
2: Yeah.
1: Awesome. Wow. Yeah. Awesome.
2: Thank you. Oh, you know, you know what, Mark? I it's funny because this came up in our we were talking, uh, one of uh one of the folks up at our TEDx Portland retreat, actually, Brittany, I was thinking about you the whole time. He did a five minute talk on funny enough that you used a cotton t-shirt he talked about the life cycle of clothing and like how to be
6: textiles how to be
2: more sustainable with textiles and stuff So that oh my gosh that's so cool and what he said was fascinating so i'm i i cannot wait to see your your workshop i I can see why adults would want to be part of it as well it's very fascinating
6: yeah Yeah, for sure and i think we can like the kids knew so much about like you know, where stuff comes from that you wouldn't think to, like, they're, they're on it, right? I think a lot of times we have a propensity of thinking and speaking to children like they're children mm-hmm. and forgetting that they have this mind that is so much more capable of retaining information than even our own ours. So it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, That is awesome. fun.
1: That is awesome. Well, let me draw a connection between what, what Brittany has done and the question that Cozy just asked. Because during episode six, we have my good friend Dave Graber, a fellow educator who I've worked with for many years. He would absolutely love to hear Brittany about the workshop that you've done with with, with mm-hmm. the with the kids, because it so much ties in with his idea about authentic assessments, right? And mm-hmm. and and that we do too much just testing and drill and kill, and we're not mm-hmm. giving to students. A real authentic experience with their learning, and yeah. and I will tell you for anybody who did not see the episode, Dave gave Kathy and I a math quiz. Our brains were sweating. I
2: failed it. I failed. <laughs> I think I totally failed.
1: <laughs> you know, um, it was absolutely awesome. It was it was absolutely awesome. And and what was great about the math problem that he gave us is that he really showed us that. There was not really one answer um, Mm -hmm. and that it was really all about thinking about things from different ways. And we need to give children those opportunities so that they're thinking less about the answer and they're thinking more about thinking. And Cozy, he has raised his own household of children and none of them are in jail.
2: Um, <laughs> so maybe he could be on your, on your podcast. <laughs>
1: exactly. And that's why I was saying that. So I definitely want to be able to connect Dave with you. So he can not only talk about authentic assessments, but he could talk about what he's been doing in his own household to raise some very good children. Awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, Kathy, mm-hmm. tell them about Shauna Kay.
2: Oh, Shauna Kay. So we had Shauna Kay Brown on and, oh, Talk about uh, just a ray of light, just a young woman out there. This is what I love about everybody that comes on our show, Mark, right? I mean, everybody has great ideas. Everybody is activating great ideas in different ways. And, you know, Shauna Kay talked about like her idea was kind of figuring out what is my great, you know, trying to figure that out. And she absolutely wants to give a TED talk and she will give a TED talk, but she also wants to just be out there and speaking uh, motivationally. And I, um. I just remember Mark. She had this story. I can't quite remember all the details, but she had a story of when somebody told her that she couldn't do something, and she was like, "Perfect! I just now. I just need to figure out. I'm going to figure out a way to do it because of that." And so um, her whole message was uh, w- was around that, like, "What what can be your great?"
1: And what I loved about it, Rick, and you'll love this. She also spoke about how to be great in this moment Mm, right and although she wasn't necessarily talking about a spark moment it it resonated for me the connection between you and her so definitely would love to to connect the two of you and talk about being great in the moment and having spark moments definitely
2: yeah yeah
1: right cool cool all right so the next person on, uh, on, on the season was on episode eight and he scared us.
2: Yes, he did. Yes, right? He did. First <laughs> he
1: had us talking about insurance and I don't know what kind of insurance cozy you got. Rick, I don't know what kind of insurance you got. <laughs> Brittany, I don't know what kind of insurance you got. Aaron, I don't know what kind of insurance you got, but whatever kind of insurance you got, you don't have enough. And this is not a Geico commercial. This is not a progressive commercial. This is a message about how we are all two degrees away from getting hacked. I mean, he dropped so much knowledge that, Nyasha, go ahead. Talk to us, talk to the group about what your idea was and what you've been doing with the idea since we last had our conversation.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I uh, crisscrossed the country uh, trying to educate people about this uh, threat that's already here, which is uh, cyber terrorism. So there's a hack that happens every 30 seconds. Uh, Odds are, you know, of those 30 seconds, it's a lawyer or a construction company that gets uh, hacked. And there are also different flavors of uh, hacks that happen in those uh, 30 seconds, which is personal uh, hacks. So you might've received a text that says authentication code for your Twitter or your Facebook or your Instagram and that's because your password is on the dark web. Um, I, g- I can guarantee that. so it's like we can uh, get a Tor browser, uh, go on the dark web, search your name, probably will find your personal information that's related to you. So anybody can buy that information and launch an attack for like against you for as little as $150. Um, And on the dark web, it's called uh, ransomware as a service or RAS. It's literally like Amazon. You can go buy the code, they can launch it for you. They even have customer support uh, for it as well. If you want uh, a wallet that's different than Bitcoin uh, and have the cash withdrawn somewhere where the FBI can't get a reach off, they can also uh, do all of that for you uh, on there. So the idea there was just how do we add additional layers to just protect yourself? Because it's not a matter of I'm very secure. It's going to happen to you at some point. And when it does, you should be at least uh, in a position to be able to recover from it. And if there are things that happen where you're a business owner, the damages can be very severe to the point where you're actually going to go out of business because you expose people's information. Mm. And it's as simple as a contract, for example. And somebody can sue you for it. In state of New York, you are required to get you know credit monitoring for those people up to seven years. Each one of those licenses can be $250. So if you have 100 customers, you can do the math. It's uh, very devastating to people.
1: Yeah, sure. can, can do you remember what you told everybody about Venmo? Mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> Listen like, up everybody. Listen up, pull out your Venmo app right now. Go ahead, Yasha. <laughs> yeah, so everybody always
5: thinks uh, like uh, their Venmo app is uh, secure. So somebody just has to have access to your phone and that's it, they can move money. Uh, on your Venmo, because if you get access to it, it's, it's not secure. There's no password uh, to it. You get in and you can uh, take as much money as you want uh, from it. Cash app is a perfect one too. So I'd encourage people to add additional layers to those applications so that you're not going to be in a position where somebody gets into your phone and they can do it remotely as well. So you can have it locked with your face, and they get in, and they will move money from your uh, wallets that you have digitally as well.
2: I have to say, I have to say, Mark, I think you remember. I literally, while we were still in the conversation with Nasia, I put an, I put a pass. I couldn't believe that it wasn't standard. I actually had to go into the settings and say, add a password. I did it. I did it the day that we were talking to him. (laughs)
1: yes 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 so venmo can be very secure if you listen to niasha's advice i
2: I wanted to i wanted to call something else out that you said niasha that i think maybe the general public doesn't know and so it's like an it was really interesting when you were saying that the that there's insurance i forgot what it's it's ransomware insurance right is that what it is is it ransomware is that the name of the insurance
5: yes it's called uh cyber insurance oh cyber insurance okay it protects against uh, these kinds of things. So for business owners, uh, most people think that if you just have general liability, it's going to cover you against um, ransomware attack. But you're really up against governments like Russia, North Korea, uh, Saudi Arabia is in this game to Israel, where they can do a lot of things. And you have to buy a separate policy that actually protects you from that. And some carriers this year actually stopped covering acts from uh, government entities because that's an act of war, as they call it, right? So you have to go to specialty carriers that will protect you. And it's a real thing. When it does happen to you, your insurance company is going to drop you because they'll just say, well, we're not supposed to cover this. You should abort this other policy. Very inexpensive, but at least have something that will protect you from something like that. And you can also buy a personal umbrella, uh, right? To protect yourself uh, too.
2: Yeah. And I should, thank you. I found it really interesting when you said the thing about, um, like, cause I know that there was a local restaurant here in the Portland area that they got hit with some ransomware. And I was so fascinated to find out that, that part of the insurance might cover somebody that will actually negotiate because, you, you know, you could take it to the feds or something and nobody's going to do anything about it. It's like way too small. And so you, they actually, part of the insurance is like somebody negotiating to get your systems back up and running, however that might look.
5: Yeah, it's called a uh, ransomware negotiator. And I think, uh, anybody who's listening to this, who's looking into different career fields, this is a great one because you're going to be so busy <laughs> with, uh, with this kind of work. So, A ransomware negotiator is a person who acts as the intermediary between the hacker and the company that got hacked. So they're really the ones who use the insurance and they're the ones who go find the Bitcoin. They will pay the hackers and they get paid a percent of whatever is negotiated. Uh, On top of that, you will need uh, cyber uh, security like experts. So if you're a business, Typically a cyber attack is not one off. They will leave other ransomware so they can come and attack you again. So you need somebody who actually comes and checks all your systems and removes any malware or ransomware that has been uh, inserted. So the trend is typically people who get hacked now, they'll get hacked two months from now again, because Mm -hmm. that malware and ransomware was just left and it's dormant waiting for the next attack.
2: Wow. I, 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 don't know about everybody else on this call, but Mark and I were just like mind blown. So Nayasha, thank you for sharing your idea. Thank you for being, thank you for, um, you know, being on the call and, and talking about it. It's so fascinating and I am so happy that you're out there, you know, helping people, you know, I, if, if anybody's seen Nash's episode two, just like the story about your friend, like, it just makes me think that you know you want to make sure you're covered when something really bad happens.
5: Yeah, and um, I'll, I'll leave you with that with one more thing, which is uh, another thing that just happened here in Long Island. There is uh, Suffolk County; they got hacked with a group from North Korea, and they went after real estate transactions. So, for the last forty five days, nobody's been able to close on home sales because the whole system is being held like by ransom. ransom. So it's that bad where even the government cannot protect you. It it happened to, to the US government, SolarWinds was another one, right? Like where the largest breach ever and not even the US government could protect itself.
2: Wow, if that doesn't blow your mind and if I know all of you are looking right now on how to get cyber insurance, right? (laughs) <laughs> Asha, thank you. Um, it's just so mind blowing, and it, it is it is a forever thing right now. It's a it's something like you said that's going to be um, continuing to probably get worse and worse. Uh, our ninth guest on the show, taking a totally different turn, Dr. Omekongo Dabinga. Mm-hmm. He, what can I say about him, Mark? He's a poet. He's a spoken word poet. He's a rapper. He's a professor. He's a doctor. He is a motivational speaker. He's a hall of fame speaker in NSA, the national speakers association. He is just, and he teaches a class at the American university in Washington, DC. What was the name of it? It's like the, it's about Jay-Z. It's about, it's basically the, how Jay-Z became a billionaire. So that's kind of, he had done his dissertation on that when he was going through college. And then that And then they asked him to do a class on that. And he says it's like the most popular class in the university. So it's amazing. So Omikongo got on and he was talking about a lot of, um, we were speaking in the area of, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I really loved Omikongo's take because do you remember, Mark, he taught us a word. I'm gonna see if I can get this word right. Agnetology, wasn't it agnetology? Yeah,
1: yeah yes, yes.
2: So, yeah. so a quiz for everybody on this call, does anybody know what agnetology means? Okay, good, you don't have to feel bad. We did not know either. <laughs> We were like, what? And Mark, you even said, I'm an English teacher. What's going on here? Agnotology is being culturally ignorant, basically. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. It's like being a-, a culturally ignorant. And so he posed a challenge to us. So I'm going to pose it to everybody listening mm-hmm. again. And then everybody on this call really quick to just think about this. Um, he posed a challenge of like, he's like, yeah, you know, there's people that will tell you that you should you should do what things that you should do in this space. But honestly, it's a simple is how you consume information. For instance, he said, take the things that you do, like, you know, what comedians do you watch? What books are you reading? What movies are you watching? And then look at the people that are in, that are creating these and that are in these. Can you change that up? If you've never watched, you know, if you've never watched somebody from India, that's like maybe a comedian, do that. If you've never read a book from a native American woman, do that like, and you don't even have to tell anybody about it, just do it on your own. So that, that was something I loved. What about you, Mark?
1: Um, actually, I, I, that was the activity that I've taken to work and that I've taken at home. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just an idea of, and, and he did it in so many ways. He said, think of your friends, think of your coworkers think of family members, think of neighbors. Um, And actually write down seven people in each of those categories and then look at the makeup or the identity of those people. If they all look alike or if they all share an identity, that tells you a lot, right? And that might give you some room to now introduce somebody who looks, sounds, feels, cozy, here I go, tastes different. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go again. There we go again. Um, and, and so, you, you know, the example was like, if, if I listen to a whole bunch of comedians who are the Chris Rocks, the, you know, the Kevin Harts, you know, the Tracy Morgans, when am I going to switch that up um, and and add somebody else to the mix who might look a little different? So it was a great homework assignment that he kind of gave to us and everybody else mm-hmm. who was watching. So I definitely would love for everybody at some point um, in, in their time beyond today's call to think about who are the seven people in each of the different categories in your life and how can you diversify your seven? Nice.
2: I loved it as a bonus, Mark. Remember he did a spoken word kind of rap at the beginning and at the end. And at the end,
1: definitely, definitely. It was great. He was awesome, he was absolutely awesome. And then we capped off season five with the man, the myth, the legend, The award-winning, Right, I add, Aaron Marshall. And Aaron, you got to know that after we finished having that conversation, I went upstairs to the dinner table, I went on YouTube, and I showed my family that video. I went to my office, and I showed people (laughs) that I work with that video. It was powerful. And for everybody in the group right now who does not know what the video is, we will make sure you get the link to this PSA. Aaron, absolutely phenomenal. What you did with it has been a ripple effect or to use Rick's word, a spark moment for so many people. So Aaron, tell us, tell everybody in the group about the video, tell everybody about the idea that you talked about with us and talk Mm -hmm. to us about what you've done with the idea since.
0: Definitely, definitely. So the idea that we talked about Um, was really just the power of vulnerability and being yourself and just really owning what shapes you, what makes you, and what really makes you who you are. And the campaign we did was all around raising awareness for stuttering and for people who have a speech impediment. And it was just inspired by me having one my entire life. And, you know, it really has shaped just the way that I look at the world and just like the way that I interact with people and like how I once thought it it was a big liability. And now I think it's one of my best assets because I think it kind of has taught me to look at the world differently. And just as an example, you know, just like when it comes to listening, when it comes to empathy, when it comes to just like really getting to know people and getting to see like who they are as human beings and, you know, just resonating that, you know, not everyone in the world has one, but we all have our own things that we're, trying to battle or fight or just kind of every day, just kind of move and move and move. So um, it was really rooted in just raising awareness, but the literal PSA we did was with a nonprofit, which is here in New York city. Um, and it's for like kids from, I'd say like seven to like 15 or so. And they all have, uh, stutters themselves um so this campaign was a piece where you know we didn't hire actors we didn't try and go find people who can imitate it we use like actual young uh poison girls And, and you know with the ad we just kind of encourage them to you know when they talk just talk like it doesn't matter how long it takes if it takes like a minute just to say one sentence you know we really just wanted to really make it feel authentic and real and I think it was helpful for me to when, when we did this like a year ago, just to like kind of interact with them and just kind of tell them like, I've been where you are. I know what, like what those insights are that kind of lean in into what it's like every day. Cause kind of the insight that made the PSA, what it was is like, you know, for a lot of us, public speaking is not something that we just naturally love. We just kind of have to do it with our jobs or, you, you know, it, it's just like a thing that, you know, there are. Some people who actually love it, and then there's some people who just kind of do it because they have to. And um, I'm one of those people who just kind of like does it because I have to. I wouldn't say like I love it, but um, it just really shaped how those of us, you know, every day is a public speaking moment, you know, whether we are at a restaurant like ordering like meals, or, you know, if you're on the line with your insurance and you have to like answer like, what's your address, what's your number, you like any any type of interaction on your day-to-day basis where you have to talk to people that is our version of this like big public speaking occasion so it was really to get people to look at the world in a different way and just kind of have empathy and we're not asking them to like give us this like sp- sp- special moment or like kind of heal pad for us it was just really asking you to be patient when you when 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 we talk because what, what we have to say is important it just from time to time will take longer just to literally get the words out.
1: Beautiful. And I love how you wrapped it at the end when you said say what you gotta say no matter how long it takes um to get it out. And I remember after you said that Kathy was like that's the name of the TED talk. That's the name of the book. And by the way when you yeah. watch When you watch this, just know that this PSA was launched during the Today Show. My man, Aaron, is big time. He is big time.
0: Um, And then like, so what I've been doing since our chat, um, I mean, really a lot of things. I mean, I I work in advertising. So, you know, you're kind of in an industry where you have to give a lot of presentations or like speeches or at least you know, talk to people face to face. So I think it's really just shaped the way that I present work, even if I have hurdles or like even if there are moments where like it takes me a little longer to say words or if there's words that just make it hard. I think it's just giving myself the ability to not worry and not think so much about what's going on and just know that no one knows what I'm saying better than me because I was the one who I who had the idea. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it's just being patient with myself, but also recently I've become a mentor with the organization that we worked with because at first, you know, all I really did or what, what we did at, at, at the agency that I work with is we made this ad, but recently I've had this really like interest, this like passion to be more involved, like not just do advertising, but to really be a mentor and kind of show them that I was once in their shoes and just having them have a real mentor to you know, interact with and talk with and, you know, just navigate life, you know, as you get older and as you're looking for jobs and kind of like those moments where those of us with a speech impediment may be nervous to like talk in big moments. Um, And then next, next, next week, I'm actually going to a award show in LA because it was nominated for ad of the year. So I think then is another opportunity to just raise awareness and talk to people and just kind of bring stuttering to light more in our society i just don't think it's talked about that much and i'm sure as you all know if you look at shows and movies you know the person who talks like that is usually always shaped in a negative way you know they kind of look like they have a problem or there's something wrong with them or they're they're the butt of the joke so you know i think it's just trying to keep moving and keep trying to raise awareness and you know just get people to know that you know we are humans too like we're normal people um it just takes longer to get words out
6: Cool. Aaron, can I, am I allowed to jump in? Oh yeah, 100%. Okay, awesome. (laughs) I would love to uh, tag you up with a good friend of mine named Chris. Uh, He's one of the best engineers I've had the pleasure of working with. Uh, I've got to stand next to him while he was doing NASA reviews with me. He's a lead engineer right now at SpaceX and he owns his stutter. I mean, we'll be in some of the highest stress situations in terms of technical design reviews, and uh, and it, nobody even bats an eye. Like, I think he's a super awesome champion, and I love to tag you guys up because I don't definitely. think anybody even really talks about it. But like inside, yeah. we're always like, "That dude's that dude's it," you know? Like that guy's <laughs> got heart. So I love to I yeah. love to make that connection offline for you. Oh, definitely.
5: Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna to add to say, I think uh, what's nice about what you just said is that even Joe Biden, the president has a starter as well, but he didn't let it limit his abilities and now he's the leader of the free world. Yeah, for sure, definitely.
3: I love that.
1: Brittany, I love that you made that connection um, because it's just the embodiment of why we do this wrap-up episode, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. not just to celebrate what you brought um, to the fir- to your episode, and it's not only to celebrate what you've done with it beyond, but it's to make those connections. We're building community here um, through it's about to go down, and so thank you for taking that step, and thank you for everybody for everything that you've that you've shared today. It's been awesome, right, Kathy?
2: It's been amazing. Yeah, thank you all. Um, Again, Mark, you already put it out there. I just want to make sure the world knows that that because we're putting it out there now publicly, right? We're gonna get all of our community together at some point. Well, Mark and I probably have to argue if it's West Coast or East Coast. I mean, if Brittany like gives us a great space in Hawaii, we might do it in Hawaii. I can y'all. host. Yeah. <laughs> See, like Brittany might host us in Hawaii. <laughs> I'm sure she's not gonna pay for us all to come out there, but you know, <laughs> um, no, Mark, I you know it's. Thank you all for being here today. And for anybody watching, I hope you know that that's the space that our show is in, right? We just want, we want the world to hear everybody's ideas. We want people to intermingle with ideas. We want people to create mentorships. We want people to make other people's lives better. That's what it's all about.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, so Brittany will take us to Hawaii. Aaron <laughs> will create an ad campaign for it. Um, is gonna make sure that all of the insurance is covered and we do not get cyber hacked. And Cozy Cozy. is gonna open up the show with all of her human motivational, uh, and it's just gonna be one awesome event. Um, So thank you all. Thank you all for making season five so absolutely special. Thank you for being a part of the It's About to Go Down alumni community. Thank you for setting a trend and a standard for what's about to come next. And what's about to come next is season six, Kathy. We're going to do it all over again and add more people to the community. Um, This has been an absolute joy. And I tell everybody all the time, every time I still save that text message or rather that voice message from Kathy from day one when she said, I got an idea and it didn't matter what she was going to say. I was down and that's that that's it she had an idea i was down and we called it it's about to go down so kathy thank you for giving birth to this
2: Hmm. thanks mark (laughs) all right everybody well that that with that our wrap up i think it's a wrap so until next time y'all it's about to go down Thank you and happy holiday to everyone. Thank you.
5: Yeah, you too as well. See you guys. Thanks
2: everybody. Aloha.